Welcome to the All Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Spencer. This is a podcast where I sit down and chat with interesting people who have had an impact on my life. Hey guys, TGIF. It's December 1st. It's Friday. I got my good friend, Brian Likens, with me today. Hello, Ashley. Hey, how are you, boo? Doing good. Thanks for asking. (laughs) So um, I want to introduce Brian as my work husband, which is appropriate only because we are both single people. That's correct. Right? You're not seeing anyone right now, correct? It's it's wide open. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm single. The whole world knows I'm single, and it's been that way for a long time. But you know what? I think it's inappropriate like if you were dating someone or especially like married or a serious relationship, would you have a work husband or a, or a work wife or a work husband? Either one. Yeah. I call it a work husband. I call it a work mom. No. I got, I got a work mom. A work, a work mom. Yes. A work mom, but not. I think a work husband or a work mom or work wife. No. I've considered that before. I've no, they're that. your friend. Maybe it's inappropriate. They're your work friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's just me. I just don't look at it as like crossing the lines or crossing the boundaries like that, though. But it's who you spend most of your time with all day. Yeah. I've had four or five work wives <laughs> at one time. <laughs> so non-monogamy in the workplace. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, non-monogamy is more than one person relationship. Yeah. Polygamy. Well, yeah. So we're polygamous in the workplace. Exactly. <laughs> what? Where did this even go? This was not my plan to start like this. Okay. So normally I'll um, introduce you. And so I want to know a little bit about you. Pretty much all I know is that you grew up and you're from Lexington. Or you grew up there? Yeah, I'm originally from Lexington. Um, started in the mortgage industry back in about 2004, I believe. Mm. I've been doing it for almost 20 years. Um, pretty much the first real job out of college. I had a, uh, a good experience, funny experiences, which we can discuss whenever you're ready. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been I'm doing ready. mortgages for, for quite a long time. Yeah. So that was your first job. Is is it your only job, only line of career, career yes. line? Yes. The first wow. job I had um, I actually was uh, after I graduated, I had two degrees in computers and one in liberal mm. arts. And um, mm. first job out of school was the company called eCampus.com where we did online I textbooks. remember eCampus. I applied mm-hmm. to be a model. Yeah. 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 So I was the guy that had the Hummer, the big military Hummer vehicle. And during my first. <laughs> like, like for the beginning of camp school, uh-huh. and like trying to sell yeah. the books and all that. Yeah. yeah. So they called job, me back, but I didn't ever reply. Yeah. So my job during the day was to uh, call uh, college campuses uh, such as Asbury and things of that nature mm-hmm. and try to get them to shut down their actual physical bookstore and move to online bookstore. And back then that was very rare. Yeah. So that was brand new. Mm-hmm, correct. And so then uh, during the after hours or the weekends and things of that nature, I had an H1 military grade Hummer where I would go around and pass out T-shirts and spring breaks and things of that nature trying to advertise. Did it have like the logo on it oh, painted yeah. up? Yeah, it, it was like s- a company truck. Oh, it was a, it was a military H1 company vehicle. I mean, they spent $100,000 on that for their marketing. It was a a complete pimped out military vehicle. 
And so, uh, yeah, my job was to go around and pass out T-shirts and things of that nature. And being social chair, I was social chair uh, for my fraternity at UK. Which Delta, fraternity? I was Delta Tall Delta. And I was <laughs> social chair Delta? for- I don't even know, but that's <laughs> yeah. what I see on Facebook all the time for people. Yeah. So yeah, good for you. Yeah. So I took it to one of our biggest parties that we have. It's called Mekong. It was like a five fraternity party. It's called what? Have. It's called Mekong Delta. Okay. It's a big five fraternity party. That's a big field party. And I decided to take it out there um, and, and have a lot of fun with it and pass out t-shirts. And was Wait, so you're taking it to a field party. Did you get uh, permission? Uh, no. I mean, my job <laughs> was to make sure that we were passing out T-shirts. So I okay. took it out there. and So this was kind of like borderline. You're like, maybe. I'm yeah, a little bit. I mean, maybe? You know, I don't know what the difference was being on the beach and doing it and then a field party. Okay. Yeah, but, True. Um, okay. Fair. Yeah. But uh, I was following another vehicle. And this is probably about maybe three weeks into the job, four weeks in the job. And the other vehicle suddenly went off a cliff. And then I did two and I just happened to roll and the tires deflated because it has automatic deflate tires on a Hummer vehicle. And uh, it pretty much saved us from not flipping because it was me and four ladies. Wait, did you go off a cliff? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a cliff kind of like this and it rolled once and the tires deflated and it, and it stopped you from, from rolling, rolling. Yeah. more. And unfortunately, so that stopped. other vehicle. What happened to the people in the other vehicle? uh, It wasn't too good. They were in a a Range Rover and it pretty much totaled their Range Rover. What about them? Did they go to the hospital? Yeah, they did. Did anyone in your car go to the hospital? Oh, thank goodness. Thank God. Yeah. E-campus would have been shut down before they ever got started. (laughs) Kind of brings up something funny that happened later. Trying to explain that to the supervisors, which didn't go too well. But uh, So um, did you lose your job? Yeah, just to be honest. Uh, (laughs) Wait, uh, high five here for the kiddos. Like, I just want to say for the record, I've been fired from every job I've ever had. Because I can't fire myself. Yeah. So that's why I end up, I can only work for myself. I've been fired from every job. It was my first experience at being fired, but I I really didn't tell the truth about what I was doing at the time. I just said, actually, I went off the side of the road. Yeah. And about a week later, um, we were up there trying to call uh, campuses and get their, sh- their bookstore shut down. And, and all of a sudden the four or five ladies that were in the vehicle decided to show up and said, Hey, this is what happened. And we want free textbooks. or we're going to try to sue or something of that nature. And then the supervisor walked in and everybody's got to get theirs. Oh yeah. And they were like, there's people out here wanting free textbooks. Did you flip the Hummer at a field party? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, Brian, bye-bye. <laughs> and what's worse up, is there's the door. He, he was president of one of the, he was a president, of, you know, I got through that frat. job of a frat for another area of the United States. So, but it was the same fraternity. Yeah. 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 So Which he, is bad. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a big I'm deal. I'm surprised you get kicked out of the fraternity too. No, no, no. I was already graduated. Okay. Yeah. So after that work experience, is that when you got into... Yeah. So right after that, um, I tried to, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I just, I was so embarrassed. Uh, there's photos. Some of the people, uh, had taken huge poster boards of the Hummer being on a tow truck. <laughs> do you still have any of those pictures? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got, oh, actually got them somewhere. It made his way around pretty good. Um, okay. and then I tried to go and join Navy OCS. I was like, you know what? I've always thought about Officer Cannon School. Military. Military. You. Yes. Military. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So great. I went and applied. You look for, good in a uniform. Uh, thank you. Uh, it was all about, uh, what's that one show? <laughs> one show, <laughs> Officer and Gentleman. But, okay. uh, but yeah, so I went and um, applied for Navy OCS and then I didn't even get a call back. So I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, I can't even get a job with the military. But I didn't realize, I guess in Officer Cannon School, you have to have 
super really good grades. Okay. So about six months that. later. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I'm pretty sure that it's the way it operates. You got to have really, really good grades to get off. So there's school. minimum qualification. Yeah. I didn't have bad grades. I just didn't have like 4.0. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, after that, um, I actually did get a call up to try to join for one of the awards, the Iraqi war or something that came up later. Well, but, of course, and they need yeah. everybody. Yeah. So that's when I found the job with mortgages. So I actually looking through the paper and back then jobs were classified. So Said, hey, you know, be a loan officer, make certain like money in here. the physical newspaper. Physical and you circled newspaper. it. Yeah, circled okay. it. And it was actually out of Louisville. And mm -hmm. so I drove back and forth, <clears throat> excuse me, to Louisville to that first job as a loan officer. So for, you got the job? Yes. Yeah, I got okay. the job. It was quite interesting. Yay. I could tell you lots of stories about the first part of the mortgage industry, too. So quite interesting. But, uh, Basically, I, I joined an office where they had a little bit of issues. So mortgages compliance is critically important. So yes. I just joined the office. Lots of red tape. And so lots you joined tapes, this company that was having some issues already. Well, it's actually the time is the largest privately held mortgage broker in the U.S. So okay. in each state um, it was called IMF, Indiana Mortgage Funding. But in each state is like Kentucky Mortgage Funding, Florida Mortgage Funding, North Carolina mm -hmm. Mortgage Funding. So in each state. Um, it was a mortgage funding, but they had just let go of that entire office. It was actually where the Ruth Chris is in, mm -hmm. in Louisville. So um, it was the entire 10th floor. And when I got there, I was like number three. So there was only three of us there, but I couldn't figure out why the whole 10th floor, where did everybody go? And they had just actually had a big audit and we're very, very compliant in our industry. So they yes. had just kind of terminated quite a few people for not being as compliant as they should be. But this is a long time ago before a lot of rules and regulations were even further placed, but our company. Like RESPA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So each state actually they have physical people that go into the offices and they'll audit, you know, loan officers to make sure that they're doing a good job and they're not, you know, trying to be sneaky pants or anything. No, like I that. get it. Real estate's highly regulated too. And we have yeah. compliance officers at our brokerage and mm. yeah, they won't pay us until we have everything we uh, right, need. Dang right. it. <laughs> so it, it was kind of funny in there. So after training, you know, back then rates were almost 11%. You know, that was okay. pretty wild. So well, let's talk in, about that for a yeah. second. Mm -hmm. So rates were 11%. This was 20 years ago. Uh, yeah. And yeah. totally normal. Cool. Nobody was absolutely normal. Up in arms about it. Yep. I mean, we See? had, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of, um, a lot of arms back then. That's actually kind of what held a little bit, went to the crisis a little bit. Adjustable rate mortgage. Yeah. So Meaning like you'll have a certain rate for X amount of years and like less five years. And then in five years, they'll readjust and give you a new rate for five more years. Right. And back then equity was uh, just like it is now. And it's kind of uh, unique the way the market is. We're still actually in one of the best purchase markets out there, it's still in the top three ever. You just wouldn't know it because the negativity in the news. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when people were, you know, with rates with COVID and everything like that and being artificially uh, put down basically, with the rates of 2% and 3% of that nature, we'll probably never see those again. No, never. But, but it's like not like rates aren't going to be great again. We're expecting rates to actually come back in the next 12 to 15 months. And we still have lots of loans where you can actually get a low rate and it not really be considered an adjustable rate either. Mm -hmm. But back then, when it came to interest rates, um, what kind of messed up the market a little bit was the subprime industry. Um, and, and obviously everybody knows about that. And the subprime industry kind of is what turned the world upside down with that first mortgage crisis. The 2008. Mm -hmm. And the top two loans I can kind of think of were, you know, when you have a three-year arm and you've got a great low rate, back then it was like nine versus 11, mm -hmm. but they would put like a five-year prepayment uh, penalty. Or like a balloon payment too. Yeah. Right? Wasn't yeah. there didn't some see of that, that going on? Much, no? But okay. we saw, you know, adjustable rate mortgage with the, let's say it's adjustable. You're all of a sudden after three years, your rate could adjust. But they put a 
five-year prepayment penalties, lenders would put a prepayment penalty. Uh-huh. So you would have oh, to. Oh, you'd have to suffer through that rate yeah, change. Yeah. So if you, if was, you yeah. did try to refinance, now they weren't expecting the market to get upside down with the equity part of it. So when it did, um, when you're pre, when you did have to refinance, you would have to pay a very large fee. Well, if your equity went down, you wouldn't be able to roll that fee in. Does that kind of make sense on a refinance? Mm-hmm. Typically, there's a lot of cost expenses. So that's what kind of what created the mortgage crisis a little bit there, and in another market, uh, and another mortgage called a pay option arm that was really really bad. Well, I feel like for the general public that is watching this podcast, um, if you need to understand the 2008 financial crisis, which it was, and more on the lending crisis, not really a housing crisis, mm-hmm. um, watch The Big Short. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Oh my gosh, yeah. my favorite movie. I could watch it. That one mm-hmm. and Wolf of Wall Street. So <laughs> yeah. oh, those are my two favorite movies. Uh, they actually kind of go together. <laughs> they will, and yeah. if that tells you a little bit about me and my personality and what I'm into. I mean, obviously business, money, stock market, financing, all that good stuff. Um, and real estate's mixed right in with that. So what are your, what's your favorite movie? Um, or that's top three? Or? I, I would say Wolf of Wall Street is definitely up there. Uh, yeah, that, 100% a, feel like. Yeah, you know, that's kind of funny. I've been trying to do a lot of motion based motivational more videos lately. <laughs> Steve so. Madden. Like, <laughs> remember that part? Yeah. I feel like, okay, so that movie's three hours long. Yeah. And I've watched it at least three times all the way through. It never gotcha. gets old. No. I just love it. Yep. No, I love that one. And uh, But, you know, lately it's all about trying to stay positive because the negativity in the news is just ridiculous. Do you so, even watch the news? I try not to. because Why? Yeah, don't. It, I can't because it ends up, I think they reference Trump 72 times a day <laughs> and for no reason. And it's kind of like, can't. I just want to know what's going on. So <laughs> I don't even want to know what's going on. Yeah. All I need to know what's going on is like with what's within like arm's reach. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. something's going on over there. I just, I, honestly, I can't deal with it. And I feel like I don't get this, the whole story mm-hmm. or, you know, the, this truth. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, sadly, I get most of my news from word of mouth or like social media and, yeah. and stuff like that. I'll just ask other people that have heard or something. Right. I don't know. I just try to live in a bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to now because, you know, staying positive is critically important in this environment Mm -hmm. with the negativity of the news and everything, especially in our industry, because a lot of consumers just don't know that, that, you know, you got to really focus on the payment right now and just prep for the refinance. You know, the great thing, the the one thing about rates being high and everybody not being used to it is um, it is really you got to focus in on that payment. And we do have loans where. One's called a two-one buy-down that can be paid by the seller. It's a little bit of credit that goes into an account, but it allows you to really have like a rate of five and a quarter, for mm-hmm. example, um, when you can have that payment for the first year or two. And then it's not an adjustable rate mortgage, which mm-hmm. I'd have to explain a little bit, but it's a way the seller can offer not only a seller credit towards the buyer, but also offer, um, it, it's kind of like a money from the seller going into an escrow fund. And they actually get that money back if they refinance early. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of ways yeah. to to manipulate this kind of negativity in this market and still really be focused on the payment. So in case you guys haven't figured out already, um, Brian is a mortgage lender. I don't know if you said that. And you work for North Point. North Point Bank. And correct. we work together. So he is a lender that I like to refer a lot of my business to because he obviously knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been doing it for like... 20 years yep, more. been doing 20 years. And, and then, then what the was your top 1% in yeah, the U.S. Yeah. How much purchases. did you get under, how much did you sell that year or so, produce? Uh, two years ago, it was um, 104 million close. <laughs> so it was 433 units. So, and I'm more of a purchase loan officer. And at that time, I could barely even, 
you know, take on refinances if I could. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just that a was just people buying new homes. Yes, yes. I mean, it's, and wow, it's that's cool. incredible. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, really a lot good. of my business is actually Florida, so it's kind of mm-hmm. unique, but there's great opportunities. Um, you just have to kind of talk to the loan officer and find out about it, especially with rental property right now. It really is a great time to buy. It's just everybody's scared of the rates. It's just make sure you prep yourself for the refinance. It's only because of what we just went through with COVID. Yeah, and I mean. It was like know. a false thing that happened and yeah. spoiled everybody. Correct. And now everybody's complaining. But in reality, a six or seven, five percent, seven percent is not bad. No, and we have we even have a, a special unique loan that uh, is very popular. And everybody one of the big things is nobody ever asks what kind of loans are they doing in Australia? What kind of loans are they doing in Britain or Europe or Canada? Well, we actually have that loan that they're actually doing outside of the US. And it's pretty interesting. I don't want to get into too much detail, but it's basically a, a first lien mortgage HELOC that goes your payment comes in, it goes directly towards your principal. It, it's mm-hmm. pretty neat. And it allows you to pay off a typical 30-year mortgage probably about 13 years if you do so, everything financially. What I hear you saying is there's options. Yes. And don't be afraid to buy a home. And right now is a good time, a great time to buy a home. Yeah. This particular loan itself has people, you know, I'm an I hate to say I have a 1.99 15-year fixed rate, and it even has me considering refinancing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To get out of that 1.9 to get into this one because this it's one such loan, a good because it's unique. Yeah, it's yeah. very unique. So back to the mortgage company that first hired you. Mm-hmm. You told me a story one time. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to tell me again. Well, for a couple of reasons, because I want everyone else to hear the story. Yeah. So so uh, <laughs> when I got there, they, they obviously the manager had been let go. And we were waiting on a uh, manager to come in. And, and actually, this they was had a, done the audit and let go. Yeah. The not 10th floor was empty. You're the yeah. third person back. Third person for the there. New, okay. There's only two other loan officers there. And uh, I mean, I'm. <laughs> sitting in a corner office that was the size of this room. Like what in the world did I just sign up for? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but being a loan, a loan officer, we're hundred percent commission too. Um, so we don't get salaries and typically, typically 90% of loan officers don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're hundred percent commission. So I was driving back and forth for Louisville for at least 90 to hundred days, every single day, trying to figure out what did I just get myself into? What is this crazy job? Um, there's nobody here training me. Um, and then, Kind of the guys in the office that, that were left had me out. I call it hazing. Basically, they had me out in the field signing up their clients all over Kentucky because back then we did it manually. Um, so wait, when you took an application for someone for a house, you had to go yeah to their house manually. Yeah, in person. I mean, we had one computer in the office and everybody oh, shared it. And then, can you imagine? Yeah, and so those applications would be this big, and then we would have to fax them into the bank. You know, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the applications, yeah. So, uh, um, basically, they had me t- um, traveling all around the state of Kentucky, signing up their clients. Uh, come to find out later, that wasn't part of my job, they were pretty much telling me it was just to have me <laughs> like, I guess. Did it, like little bitch work, yeah, right? yeah, that, yeah. Basically, <laughs> I mean, I was driving way out in the country, like 90 miles, oh 100 God. miles a day, and just Bless presenting, your heart. You're, yeah, you're so young and like brand new yeah. in the industry, and you're eager, and so you're like, yeah. Yeah, and, and they're I, just sitting back like, ha And the worst, you know, the worst part is I'm trying to talk to clients and they're asking me about, oh, can you explain this? And I'm like, no, but here's your payment. And that's what's <laughs> most important. And here's your documents that you need to sign. And, um, you know, basically it was just a kind of crazy. It just shows you. You were thrown to the wolves though. Yeah. But honestly, I was like that in real estate. And that's mm-hmm. the best way. That's probably why you're so successful. And same with me. It's like, I describe it as in the being in the middle of the ocean with nothing but a, like a, swim vest, mm-hmm. a life vest, whatever. What do you call that? 
yeah, uh, life preserver. <laughs> and you're just out in the middle. Like, can you imagine being in the middle of the ocean with just that? That's what I felt like. So I'm yeah, sure in that absolutely. moment you felt like that. But you were it's forced to yep. develop skills yeah. that have served you now for 20 years and helped you build. Yeah. Okay, so and, keep going. You're, and being you're, a loan officer, I mean, it's a great job. And I mean, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of can you find that time to, you know, because most of us are wholly 100% commission. It's enough to be able to last as long to, 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 to the education and everything starts to kick in and you start to learn what you do. For example, purchases are, are mm -hmm. critically different than a refinance. Yeah. Um, lots of, lots of, uh, variables there that are, that are so important. Your clients are counting on you to, to hit your closing date, counting, counting on your processing team or whatever it may be to communicate. It's very emotional. It's one of the top five most stressful experiences in a consumer's life. That's why we have to be kind of like psychologists. Yeah. We oh, have yeah. to Call really be able to be there. For each yeah. other. For, I'm your loan therapist. You <laughs> yeah, we're loan. therapists for each other. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, clients don't understand, um, you know, there's a lot the of details. You know, there's a lot of details. And um, and unfortunately, we don't really make those rules. And I kind of describe it like this. Uh, picture like Arby's, McDonald's, and Wendy's. Um, we all have the same software in the background. And that's called Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, so to speak. Mm -hmm. We're using different maybe little hamburger machines <laughs> i got trying to try to make it about you as have simple as possible we all have the same hamburger meat yeah. and buns but you have different toppings yeah yeah there that we go. you can put on it so it, it will spice it up a little yeah so it comes down to that that back-end software and then you have uh other programs we have a lot of unique programs called non-qualified mortgages where we actually have a human touch actually and it's not just a computer but mm -hmm. um there, there's quite a there's so many different loan variables out there we can even go for example down to a 600 credit score or 500 credit score at times mm -hmm. um it's one of those things where if you're in a financial situation or, or you've had bad credit experience but you have at least 10 percent down to 15 percent down potentially you'd be surprised at the mortgage you could actually get yeah mm -hmm. the rate might not be as good but that's when you got to focus on that payment so to speak even for self-employed, we have, uh, for example, we can make exceptions on a client being self-employed for a year and one month, things of that nature by going bank statements. But there's all kinds of ways. If you got a down payment, that's what's most important. If you're in a bad financial situation or, mm -hmm. or trying to recover. The more cash you have that. on hand, the more likely you'll be able to get something yeah, if you want it. Yeah, be quite surprised. One, make up for even one day out of foreclosure, <clears throat> we, we have some unique products. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, good. But finish the story. All right. So when we, <laughs> so basically when about 90 days after driving around the country and spending money and driving back and forth from Louisville every day, uh, I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what I signed up for. This is crazy. And so it all got sudden, to you. And you're oh like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, I quit. I mean, you're, you're done. You're yeah, out. I was like, I, I don't, you know, nobody's there teaching me. Well, you didn't get fired. You, you just, oh, no. okay. No, <laughs> okay. No, no. So, <laughs> so what's kind of funny is, uh, that, that, that day actually about when I was about to leave that they actually brought a manager in from Fort Lauderdale and our national regional manager actually came in too. And they sat down on my desk and they're like, okay, Brian, we're so sorry. You know, we, we didn't have anybody we're here, here for you now. Yeah. We're here for you now. Can you tell us how many clients you're working on? And I'm like, well, I, I think I've got 18 to 20 and they're like, well, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I think I've got 18 to 20 clients going and, and they're like, well, how many appraisals do you have? 18 to 20. And okay. well, how many have gone to underwriting? What's underwriting? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So because during the training class, it was like, hey, make sure you get the client on the phone. Make sure you talk about some savings and yeah. order the appraisal. Well, Actually, during that time, there were physical rep representatives that come to your office and help you go to the lender because that's why you're faxing it in at that time. Okay. So, you know, the clients were fine. It was refinances. It wasn't like purchases. Okay. Um, 
But then they sat there and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you're sitting on quite a few loans here. So that's when I even got more frustrated because the other yeah. guys in the office had me driving around doing their work. So I, I was, I was literally going to quit that day uh-huh. and I'll never forget. It was about, I was leaving the office about nine o'clock and driving back and I had my, my window down and the sunroof open and then little techno music playing oh, <laughs> and yeah. the wind blowing in my face and uh, just trying to relax. And I'll never forget. Cause I, I was kind of leaning out the side with the air like this and caught the tail end of a deer. And it literally went all on my face and it, it was instant throw up. <laughs> so there I am upset, just highly upset. Just like, I can't believe it. I got fired from e-campus. 90 the days military of doesn't torture want me. and pain what all coming out. Yeah, I'm being yeah. hazed. What kind of job did I get into? And I just hit a deer. I got stuff all over my face. I instantly Ew. just threw up all over myself. <laughs> and then I'm like crying. I'm like crying. You started crying? <laughs> I'm like, I hate my life. Crying, crying. Yeah. Oh my God! You threw up on yourself oh, in the car. It was, it's, yeah, you, it's non-voluntary. That something like that is it's instant. It's, like you're fine. Yeah, and I mean they're you know. <laughs> so uh, the next day I'm on. I'm, I'm trying to clean myself up during the car. Yeah, I'm very very frustrated. Went back the next day, and then uh, you know everything kind of worked out. That manager turned out to be really good. Um, next thing you know, paycheck was really good, and they and they taught me a lot of education. A year later, I staffed the office up to, I became the actual manager at the time. And a year later, got the office. Well, thank up to, God. It sounds like they needed some help. Oh, yeah. So I got the office. Yeah, I was a very young manager at the time, too. So I yeah. didn't really, you know, that's why the Wolf of Wall Street is kind of funny. But um, so got it up to about 22 loan officers at that time and then um, got promoted up to Indiana and then a corporate level and things of that nature. What's kind of funny is, is I probably eight, nine years of being a loan officer, I never even closed a purchase. It was all oh. refinances. Yeah. Oh, I didn't wow. want to, and we didn't really focus on it at mm-hmm. that time, but that's when you realized how critical purchase is are. They're, mm-hmm. they're very different from a refinance, mm-hmm. very yeah. deadline driven. Yeah. yeah. A lot of yeah. emotions, like you said, tons too. of emotions. That's the, the big thing for yeah. the real. Yeah. And a lot of people too. forget about that. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of loan officers forget about it. I try to remind them that, Hey, you know, they're, there's not people glued to their email all day. We got to make sure we're talking to them. We got to make sure we're hitting the deadlines and explain the who, what, when, where, and why. You know. And different personalities too. And yeah. like if you're doing 20, 50 loans at a time, you're mm. dealing with 20, 50 different personalities and oh, they yeah. all have problems. I mean, and any all given talking time, to you. Yeah, be 50, same. 50 loans working. You got two borrowers, you got a, a listing agent, you got a buyer's agent, you got their admin, you got that other admin. So that's why it's pretty co- uh, important to make sure everybody's as updated as possible. So we've talked a lot about lending and mortgage industry, which is super important, but that's only part of who you are. Mm. So you also have this other side of Brian, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to figure that side this out. This is literally, this man lives, eats, sleeps, breathes mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> literally, it's just, it's yeah. what you've done for 20 years. So yeah. like, I know that your career has come at the sacrifice of maybe starting a family or having mm-hmm. a family and all of that. Yeah. But um, I was married to the job for sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, but even, you know, you have had a few passions throughout your life, I feel like. And one of them, you mentioned your favorite, you were listening to music when you hit the deer with your face. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> it was techno. Yeah. So I know you love techno music, right? Yeah. I like electronic dance. I really yeah. like everything, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's then, more what it is now. It's like, EDM. <laughs> yeah, EDM but you were uh you were a which is funny because i really wanted to be this too yeah. but you were a dj I, well i called a dj dj Octopus. i did it for our fraternity parties and things of that nature a social chair <laughs> DJ so Octopus. i think I, 
was the first one at the Dell house to introduce techno to them because they were all into the in the country and everything like yeah. that and they're like what is this guy doing but i like to go to south beach and things like yeah. that nature and i'd bring it back and we Absolutely. had a lot of good times yeah i yeah. went to puerto rico in college and like learned about soundcloud and mm. all this new do you remember there was a guy in louisville his name was chris payne yes so me and Chris were like good best buddies on social media yeah. and he was like all new age and hip and like just like people in mm-hmm. Kentucky don't know what to do with him. I, I was, Same with me. so funny as I I'm was sure helping him with his mortgage. You were friends with, right? Yeah, I was literally helping him with his mortgage two or three days ago. Hilarious. Well, tell him I said hi. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he'll remember me. Maybe you will. I don't yes, know. but John Blanton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah John mm-hmm. and I, we were actually, I was roommates with some of John's friends is how I met John. Okay. Uh, we called it Boonesboro Shores instead of Jersey Shores. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on the Boonesboro Road. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it about. was so fun. I've heard that Fourth Street downtown is like a different. It's gone, and there's Nulu and all of that yeah, going so on. I've not been downtown. If you've not been to Louisville forever. lately, yeah. you Years. need to really check out this area called Nulu. It's it's yeah, unbelievably That's what I hear. beautiful. It's hip, and they got the new casino they're about to open up. That's I don't crazy. know if a lot of people know about it, but. Um, it's literally right downtown and it's amazing. And they've done a lot of work downtown, just like down here. And, you know, with Lexington, Lexington shocks me how much has changed over the years. I bet. So what else do you like to do for fun? Uh, it's pretty much mortgages or try to learn stuff on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. You're always tinkering on your phone and trying to make videos. He'll send me the worst videos ever. (laughs) You're trying to learn on my own. At least A forever, right? Yeah, that's right. A forever. You got to try to start somewhere. So, (laughs) no, mine are terrible too. Yeah, that's why I have to pay somebody else to do it. No, but I mean, I literally do love to travel. Uh, You know, you do. do Yeah, scuba. Yeah, yeah, scuba diving. We're both uh, licensed scuba divers. Yep, and then both basically uh, uh, boating, things of that nature, catamarans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. You like to just ride on the catamaran, or do you like? Oh, we actually, actually sail drive it. it. Yeah, we actually drive That's it, sail so awesome. it, it. Yeah, it, it's I actually. I want to be invited to that. You know, I would love that. There are a lot more. It it, it looks like a. If you went by yourself as like a married couple or something of that nature, it would kind of be very costly, eighteen to twenty thousand dollars per couple. But if you get about Friends. a group of about five to ten, you can actually go have a best time of your life in the like in the British Virgin Islands, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be very affordable. You'd, yeah. you'd be quite surprised. Everybody pitch in. Yeah. Everybody yeah. pitches in. Um, you get a chef on board. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You'd be surprised. So Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's good. Awesome. You're my kind of friend. I'm yeah. going to do those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> right. You're the sum of the five people around you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you want to be. Uh, yeah. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, let's go back to dating real quick because we started the show and I'm on a dating thing. I'm just saying because my next two episodes are going to be solely focused on dating okay with two people two different people and i'm going to ask them a couple of these questions too but like what would a dating red flag be for you oh yeah i don't know if i'm the right person to ask that question (laughs) but i don't know uh red flag dating um text messages after 10 o'clock and seeing somebody hide their phone Oh, yeah. Uh, like if you're hanging out and it's after 10 and they get a text and they try to hide it. Yeah. Just like I feel like, okay, I agree with you. I just feel like if yeah, you're hanging out and you're like, you're always putting your phone down, like yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like I'm going to get up and go to the bathroom yeah. and leave it. Um, Whatever. I have nothing to hide. That's, got, That's a good one. Yeah, That's I've a never really even good seen, one. You know, for me, I hadn't even seen the actual dating apps and, and things of that. Nature. You're not so, on those? No, I never, never have been. And I'm probably you a little behind. No, no, it's not that I think they're bad or anything. I just, I, I'm not even on Snapchat. 
though. I don't know. Right. Use it. Ew, gross. No, that's terrible. Oh, that's yeah. a red flag for me. Yeah. Is if someone asks for my Snapchat or has a Snapchat, I'm like immediately no. Immediately no. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm probably not the best dating person to ask. Me either. Yeah. 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 But that's why that's why we're gonna try to discuss it because it's the holidays and I feel like it's a thing for me anyways to <laughs> like I don't know. I'm weird. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, that's why I, I feel like, no, I feel like the holidays are difficult for a lot of people, especially yeah. if you have been through a divorce or a loss of a loved one mm-hmm. or something. So I feel like yeah. a lot of people will relate to these topics right now. Yeah. I actually just had that experience myself. Yeah. We had our first Thanksgiving. I had uh, two, two of my stepfather passed mm-hmm. away. My dad passed away. Um, and then an aunt. And then it, it was pretty uh, pretty unique uh, Thanksgiving. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because it does bring like a lot of memories and things yeah, like that. It's very it, difficult. It's the first time without. Yeah. And, and, and you had more than one loss. Things. Oh, yeah. I had literally four family members pass in about a six month period. But, you know, and then that's the things a lot of people don't think about. You get back together and the emotions are involved in a lot of things. So it can be pretty heavy. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up. And I always do this with a healthy shot of something. So <laughs> I did, and I didn't warn you about this. So, <laughs> We're going to do that. But real quick, like, what's the best piece of advice that anyone's ever given you, whether it's for personal or career, or or what's the best, what's a piece of advice that you would give someone? I mean, my advice when it comes to mortgages is because I eat breathe mortgages, of course, is, (laughs) is don't, uh, don't give up, you know, don't think it's not achievable um, and, and start early. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I call it get pre-approved early. It's my little hashtag, get pre-approved early. Um, you merch that. You know, a lot of loan officers, here's what's a sad situation. About 50% of our industry has been laid off. So very mm-hmm. a lot of people, the banks and lenders and things of that nature are short-staffed because where the refinances have stopped, now it's pretty much purchased loan officers existing. Um, nationwide, I think they're only down to 90,000 loan officers now, which wow. it was tons. But um, it's one of those things where get excited about buying a house. And the main mm-hmm. reason why is especially over the next 12 months is just because rates are high, you've got an inventory shortage. So right now, instead of, you know, you might have one or two people looking at a property, as soon as those rates get back to four or fives, all those people that have been sitting on the sidelines are going to be back on the market and you're going to be in multiple bid situations. It's going to be insane. Yeah. The inventory is behind and that's where everybody's not talking about. Um, construction's behind, inventory behind. Buildings behind. And the best way to get excited about buying a house is by what? Get calling this lady right here. And Getting make sure a good to get realtor. Pre-approved early. Yes. Yep. And don't think it's not achievable. I mean, we've even got, you know, 100%. We have down payment assistance loans. We have 100% loans. Um, There's, there's tons even, of options out there. So yeah. don't give up. But make sure you get a good team mm-hmm. on your side that's going to give you all the options and give you the best tools and the best chance for success in this because we have done so many deals together that were impossible and came to us and they couldn't get pre-approved but guess what we're really determined and really yeah. good at what we do and um, there's a will there's, there's a way yep i was gonna literally yeah. was gonna especially say that. for self-employed i mean that brings up a great point yeah because i'm self-employed yeah i had a we client talk to me the other day I, I ran into a client actually being out for the first time her and her mother were actually self-employed i don't even remember the client at all and she said you know brian one of the things I'll never forget that you said is treat me like your attorney and tell me everything. 
it's kind of my little catchphrase that, that I say. Treat me like you're turning. You can trust us. Yeah, it's you not. You can there. trust him. You can trust me. Yeah, and it's not. I don't mean that weird. Like I'm going to navigate the guidelines. Weird. It's just treat me like you're turning. Tell me everything because. So I know best I, how to help you because I can navigate those guidelines correctly <laughs> or know what product to put That's you right. on. So yeah. literally, she goes, Brian, had you not said that, my approach as a self-employed buyer, it's a hard stuff. It was like I'm nervous because I don't want to be denied. Yep. Yeah, and it's like okay, you wrote too much off on your taxes. We've got this product, but if we don't know about that, it can go down. You know, it just takes up a lot of time. Just be hundred percent honest, and we'll find a way. Mm-hmm. And then make a game plan and everything, exactly. like we did for me. Yeah, you know, so I had to file my taxes a certain way, and then I was able to achieve buying my first investment property through North Point. Yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. High five. High five. Okay, let's cheers to that. Uh, let's go. cheers to what? having fun on your home buying journey. What is this? This is me? okay. <clears throat> I have a tradition where we take a shot of something healthy because, you know, I don't drink alcohol and um, haven't for two years, which is exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. So instead, I take shots of weird stuff, weird, healthy stuff. And this is elderberry, elderberry juice because it's cold season. And what does this do for you? It's got elderberry juice, blood orange, and apple. It's V. And probiotic. Okay, so I think it's going to help boost our immune system so we don't get sick. Cheers. Oh, and we're going to our Christmas party tonight. Let's cheers to that. There we go. We're going to the Keller Williams Williams party. Keller Williams Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah, it should be a great time. You got to do it all at once. Okay. Don't choke. All right. Are you sponsoring this? (laughs) No. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is just a weird little thing I do. Thanks for coming. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the All Access Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you can tune in to the next episode and don't forget to follow me on social media. I'll see you next time.